We've all heard the question, is it better to have loved and to lost and to lose than to never have loved at all? Is it better to have the experience of falling in love, going through that relationship, and then also experiencing the breakdown and the pain that comes with that than never to have gone through it at all? And it's really a question that touches on existence itself. Is life worth the inevitable suffering that we endure when we go through it? I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Arrival. I feel bad always whenever I give these kind of homilies because most people prepare for homilies by meditating on scripture. You guys have to like renew your Netflix subscriptions to keep up with me most of the time. So but this is a really worthy movie. It's, so it's called Arrival. It's an alien movie, but not like Independence Day type alien movie. It's more of a reflection on what it means to be a human being. And the movie centers on a woman who's just a recluse. You see her totally separated from the world. She lives out in the forest alone. She's watching through windows most of the time, watching the world through the television, separated. Lives a very mundane life. But she's also a very great linguist. She's an expert with languages. So when these aliens come, the government can't establish contact with them because they don't understand their language. So they ask her to come and to begin developing a form to learn how to communicate with them. And something happens as she's going through this process. She begins, as she's learning their language, to have visions of this little girl. And she sees herself playing with this little girl, laughing with this little girl, coddling her and feeding her. And then in time, she sees her, herself kneeling by a hospital bed as this little girl is dying of a disease. And she's all alone to face that. Well, she comes to realize that due to the nature of their language that they're teaching her, as she's learning it, she's being given the ability to see the future. And what she sees is actually very scary. She sees that she's going to fall in love with a man. They're going to get married. They're going to have a child together that child is going to incur an incurable illness. Her husband is going to leave her, and she's going to have to be there by herself to sit by her daughter as she slowly passes away. And then she's left with the choice. After receiving the vision of the future, she has to decide knowingly to say yes to the drama of existence as it presents itself to her, or to choose to say no and to go back to her safe life, reclusive in her home. She can choose never to love and thus never to lose, or she can choose to say yes to her life in the midst of all the vulnerability, with the beauty, the joy, the suffering, and the pain that is going to come with that yes. And it's hard enough, if you think about it, it's hard enough for us, to, for us to make a choice to say yes to life and to love when we don't know where it's going to lead. But can you imagine having to say yes when you know exactly where that yes is going to take you at the end? 
So the aliens in themselves in that movie are kind of a metaphor of life itself. Life offering itself to this woman in all its vulnerability and pain and asking her, will you still say yes? In a way, this movie can serve as an image of the Blessed Virgin Mary, especially at the moment of the, of the Annunciation. Mary is a woman who knew the price of her yes. Before she gave her consent, she knew every single thing that would happen to her son. She knew the price of redemption. She knew what it would cost for him to save his people from their sins. So she knew that about the pain she herself would experience from bringing Christ into this world. You know, you've heard it said before, mother would say, I don't know if I want to even bring a child into this world for, for the reason of, I don't want to expose anyone else to the su inevitable suffering and pain that can come along with existence. Mary saw everything that her son would suffer. The violence, the rejection, the betrayal, the blood and the tears, the cross and the tomb. She saw it all and she still said yes. And that's really the drama every single one of us faces in our life. To choose to say yes, to remain open, or to close ourselves off and say no because of the suffering that comes with the yes. So human beings in our fallen state, we are a no to God's will, a no to life, a no to God's providence as it manifests itself in our life. In our fallen state, we declare it is better to never love than to love and to lose. So it, sin, what it essentially does to us, it inspires us to close ourselves off, to protect ourselves, right? Like the word vulnerable, volnus, means able to be wounded. So like if you get stabbed in war, you're always going to start protecting yourself in that place you got hurt. So we in our human nature, in our broken human nature, by original sin where we've been wounded, we're all tempted, like Adam and Eve, to hide from God to stay in the bushes of life rather than to come out naked and exposed in the midst of all the vulnerabilities that life can present to us. And the problem with that is the more we stay hidden, the more we protect ourselves, we end up missing the very adventure that the drama of existence offers to us. Love always entails pain. So to love anyone or anything means to be open to the possibility of being wounded and still saying yes in the midst of that possibility. That's why John Paul II once said, Jesus Christ offers you the option of love, which is the opposite of escape. Our fears, our sorrows, our pain, they all tempt us to run away, to protect ourselves and to hide 
from the vulnerabilities that life offers us. Mary is the one who gave an absolute and irrevocable yes to God's will for her when the angel came to her. Let it be done to me according to your word. Joseph is the one who gave an absolute and irrevocable yes to God's will for him when it was manifested through the angel. It says he woke up and took Mary, his wife, into his home. And Jesus Christ is the one who gave an absolute and irrevocable yes to everything his Father's will entailed in his life, even unto death. Father, take this chalice away from me, but not my will, but your will be done. That's the greatest sign of a crucifix. Christ remaining open even unto death, never closing himself off. And the Father, the Father is the one who gave his Son to be sacrificed as an absolute and irrevocable yes to the world. And the Holy Spirit is the one who always works through our yes, our willingness to stay open and to endure the vulnerabilities of life no matter what comes. This is what redemption looks like. It's an absolute and irrevocable yes to the drama that arises in the midst of the vulnerabilities of life. No greater example of that than marriage. Marriage is an absolute and irrevocable yes, no matter what, for better or for worse, richer or poor, sickness and health, till death do us part. That's why it's such an amazing thing. That's why everyone comes around to see it. It's one of the most courageous acts two human beings could ever enter into. So redemption means to look at my life as it is, with all the problems, all its chaos, all its crosses, the mistakes of the past, whatever come to threaten me in the future, and to give God an absolute and irrevocable yes to it all. Let it be done to me according to your word. And I think, honestly, this, the reason this is so important in our life, this is what saves us from resentment and bitterness. Because that's the very things that make us resentful and bitter in life. When we've opened ourselves to love, to life, and we've been hurt, and then we hold on to that pain. To say yes, even in the spite of the pain I've experienced, is to let go of the anger that I've suffered on account of that yes. We accept it as the price that we pay for life and for love without resentment. Is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? Well, perhaps we can ask ourselves the question today, would you still say yes to your life in everything that it's entailed so far, knowing everything you've experienced, experiencing everything you have with your family, with your parents, with your spouse, 
with your children, your work, your church, your specific vocation, knowing everything you know, would you still say yes? Has the love in my life been worth the suffering that has come with my yes? Mary's answer was yes. Her son was worth the suffering she endured to bring Christ into this world. Joseph's answer was yes. Mary was worth the suffering he endured to bring her into his home. And God's answer was yes. The sacrifice of his son for our sins was worth the suffering he endured to bring us back to heaven. And that's what we experience every single time we come to Mass, to the sacrifice that is offered on this altar. It's what most amazes me about God. The Eucharist is Christ saying yes. Every single time we come to Mass, Christ continues to say yes to us. Even in the midst of scandals, of betrayals, of heresies, of massive disbelief in His presence and the sacrifice He makes on the altar. Even in the midst of all of that, He continues to say yes every single time He makes Himself present in the form of bread and wine for us to be consumed. And I think that can only be due to the fact that even for God Himself, it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all.